Hey guys, good uh, good morning, good afternoon actually, Thursday afternoon. Uh, what's new with you folks today? How's everything going? How's your day going? I realize it's uh, 1.23, I haven't made an episode yet. I didn't do my morning episode. Well, whenever I woke up, I was, you know, feeling kind of out, felt kind of tired. So I did my YouTube videos instead. But, you know, I told you I'd come around pretty good at committing to at least one episode <coughs> a day. Anyway, big shout out, Spotify for podcasters, Spotify folks, if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, you could do video or audio, or you could just check out the many, many wonderful, there's so many to choose from. It's going to open your mind to, I'm learning a lot about myself. My life is changing because I've been listening to podcasts myself. Anyway, uh, what else do we want? I'm going to do a couple of movies today. Uh, actually, I wanted to start off with um, a little bit about Louis Armstrong. Cause it, uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of Louis Armstrong, but uh, I've just been reading a lot about him. I didn't realize how much um, of an influence a, a Jewish family had in his life. Apparently, uh, Louis Armstrong, his mother was very young when she had him, and apparently his father had, had walked out on the family. And, you know, he was, you know, raised on and off by his mother and his grandmother. And, you know, he was impoverished. He needed food. And a lot of children in the neighborhood, they would, I guess they'd go over to the Jewish side of town. In New, was it New Orleans? There was a Lith- Lithuanian Jewish community in New Orleans. And Louis Armstrong would go over there. And they would you know, try to make money, do odd jobs. And I think a, a family there, I forgot the name of the family. It's with a K. I don't want to mispronounce it. But they, they kind of, you know took Lewis in. I mean, he didn't really live with them, but, you know, you know, he would do odd jobs, and they would feed him dinner every night, and they gave him a little horn to play, a little tin horn. He would, like, they'd be on this, a junk cart, a, a like, a cart that go around picking up junk, and his job would be the, the blow of this horn to announce that they were coming, and I think eventually, uh, they helped him to, they lent him the money to finance a $5 coronet, eventually, but anyway, <coughs> um, this family had a lot of influence in him. Louis Armstrong later wore a star of David, and um, he, he, he knew Yiddish, supposedly fluently, and, and Sachmo, his name was a Yiddish name. Uh, unfortunately, Louis did get into trouble when he was 11 years old. I think his stepfather had like a gun with blanks, and Louis was fooling around with it, and he shot off the blanks, and he ended up in juvenile detention home, which... Uh, was apparently tough, pretty brutal, but one thing came out of it, they had a great music program, and Lewis really was able to harness and finesse his trumpet playing skills, and he became a band leader. So he came out, it's almost like Biggie Smalls going to jail and coming out like a, a, a rap artist, if you know what I mean. But I guess what like really touched me about Louis Armstrong is like even though what he went through, all the discrimination he faced, all the hardship, he always saw the world through a rose colored glasses. He always saw the world half full. And I, although I didn't, I didn't experience his trials and tribulations, I, I've gone through a hell of a lot of crap in my world life. And, and I find myself looking at the world extremely angrily, angry at everybody sometimes, which is a long run, just going to repel people. And I try to remember Louis Armstrong, the way he would just smile and be happy. And I'm just trying to put that out. I'm trying to put out his vibes. I'm trying to learn from, from Louis Armstrong. Anyway, what else you want to talk about? Uh, we're going to cover movies, too. 
Uh, all right, the first movie we're going to cover. So many movies to cover. Uh, let's do a song first. I don't know. I'm just kind of a, in the mood for a song, you know. This song was popular in 1987. You don't hear it too much. It was very popular. I didn't even know who made this song. I actually thought it was Whitney Houston at times. I don't know why, because it was, it was popular around the time of the movie um, The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner. But this song was um, always by Atlantic Star. I think a lot of couples use that song uh, for their wedding. Atlantic Star, always. Let's see if it comes up. All right. Beautiful song. Hey, may, I may even play it on the trumpet here one day on my YouTube channel. Let's do it, folks. Atlantic Star, always. Commercials included. Uh, press click, play. Showing somebody on the bicycle right now. Atlantic Star, always. All in the name of love. Warner Brothers Records Incorporated. Classic. Showing a car with the, you know, and his kids. They're showing his boy and girl playing with each other in the sand. And now, as a young man and woman courting each other with his son. And I guess um, their grandparents walking with their hats on, a couple hugging. It's all different phases of, of people's lives. Couples in love forever. I guess it's proving you and me forever, you and me. For some people, that's true. They're, they're together. They're soulmates. Doesn't make you less a person. You have a soulmate. You're on a journey either way. Whether you're on the journey alone or with somebody else, you still your life still counts, folks. Even people who are alone, their life still counts too. Just because you're not a tribe, just you, you don't have a family marching with you wherever you go, doesn't mean you're not a person. 
Just because you don't have a significant other when you walk places holding hands. People who walk alone places count too, folks. Very good. Uh, hey, give it up. Atlantic Star. Great song. Great classic. Vintage. Vintage. 1987. I was, I was working um, as a waiter that summer. I was young. I had all my hair. Probably could have slept with any girl I wanted to. <laughs> I was more interested in getting high. Those were the days before my nightmare began. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had a good life. See, I gotta look at the I gotta look at the world through the, the glass is half empty. Everybody has their trials and tribulation. <clears throat> All right, we're gonna do a movie now, folks. Uh, this movie is based on a true story. I, I became aware of this movie. I think it was an H made for HBO movie in 1986. I know it starred Robert Duvall. I believe Chris Makepeace had a small role, but he wasn't the main character. But the name of the movie is called The Terry Fox Story. And it's a true story of a Canadian gentleman, I think in the 1970s. And this gentleman, um, he was a teenage boy in high school or college, maybe college, and he loved basketball. And, and he was constantly playing. In the beginning of the movie, they show him with his friend on the basketball court, and they're playing, they're playing, you know. And he goes home, and he's just kidding with his brother, teasing, you know, the front of the whole family, wrestling. And all of a sudden, the brother, whatever, jumps in him or... Push it and all of a sudden, ow, ow, his leg hurts. All of a sudden, his leg really hurts bad because I guess he had a tumor in his leg and he didn't know about it. And he went to the hospital and they found out he's got a tumor in his leg. And then they amputate his leg. And I don't know if you know about this, but I don't know why in all these movies when when the person loses a cancer to leg, often the, the, the cancer metastasizes later to the major organs and kills them. I don't know what it is about cancer in a leg, but every movie I see, it's not funny, but I'm just telling you, I notice these things. I notice patterns. There's another movie I saw in 1977, a made-for-TV movie about this girl who loses her leg to cancer, and, and she falls in love with this guy, and they're playing the song from Kansas, you know, Dust in the Wind. But I keep doing Google searches. I keep trying to find the name of the movie, and I can't find the movie, the name of it. But if I ever find the name of it, I'd be happy to discuss it on this podcast. But anyway, getting back to Terry Fox. All right. So he's, you know, college, whatever. He can't play basketball anymore. He lost his leg. And he decides for whatever reason, well, not for whatever, for his personal reason, for him, right? Because what he, what he was about to engage in was a, a torturous thing. He decides to run across Canada on his prosthetic leg, which in case anybody doesn't know, is no picnic. Because when you lose your leg, you have a stub, the stub to a leg. So... You know, the stub to your leg can get sore when you put the prosthetic on without the proper lubrication and fit. So imagine running and running and running for miles, all right, that fleshy stub pushing against the prosthetic. Imagine how sore that can get. But he, he was determined to make a, a raise awareness and money for cancer. 
and he just ran along the shoulder link. And Robert Duval was following him along in the van. I guess they have like a, 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 a kit set up in the van with water and rest station and bathroom so he could take a break. He was like his coach or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, he, he was a courageous thing, man. And I remember I, I started jogging around that time. And I, I would imagine that I was Terry Fox. Not that I was. Thank God I was able-bodied and healthy. But whenever I run, I would imagine him. I would think of him on the road. On that one stub, running along, and I would just kind of use him as inspiration to keep jogging. So we're going to play the trailer to the Terry Fox story. Hold on, folks. We're up to 12 minutes and 39 seconds. Terry Fox story trailer. Let's see if we get a, get a hit in this, right, folks? Here we go. 19, oh, it came in 1983. Wow, and I saw it in 86, 87. All right, here we go. Pretty girl, he's got a pretty girlfriend. And what happens if I don't finish this run? What do you mean by that? I'm not the bionic man. It's about Terry Fox, who proved to the world every one of us can have the heart of a champion. He's hobbling along, people squirting water over his head. Number 64. It's about people reaching out and reaching back. I'm running for my children. Sit home with cancer. It's the most unexpected motion picture you will ever experience. And that makes it all the more touching. Starring Robert Duvall. Stands. I love you. Christopher Makepeace. Hey, everybody under sheets and blankets. Terry Fox is here on Marathon of Hope. And Eric Fryer as Terry Fox. People sigh of courage. I'm not just the only one. The story of Terry Fox. You know what? Another movie it got me thinking. You know what we should cover? Uh, we need to cover Joe Bell. That's a more recent movie starring uh, Mark Wahlberg. Another movie about uh, someone who's making a pilgrimage across the country for a cause. Except in Joe Bell's case, uh, Mark Wahlberg, he lost his son to suicide. Because if someone's gay and he couldn't take the bullying and the pressure. And, he, you know, and he's talking to his, like, his dead son along the road, his ghost of a son is talking to them and they're forming a relationship. We'll, we'll discuss that movie in another episode. There's so many movies to cover in this episode, folks. Um, but I guess I want to be like Mr. the Mr. Niyagi of emotions. You know, Mr. Niyagi, the karate kid, learned the way he learned to channel violence. He didn't fight. He would initiate a fight. He wanted peace. He wanted a garden. He wanted to water his plants. He wanted Daniel's son to wax his cars. But if someone messed with him, someone pushed Mr. Niyagi, he knew how to defend himself. He knew how to channel his anger, all right? And I like to channel my emotions that way because that's emotions, anger, fighting. They're, they're all forces, you know? 
And, you know, emotions can hurt. Emotions, if you fire emotional missile at somebody, it could hurt them. You don't want to. So I'm learning to channel my emotions, even though I feel them, and they eat at me. And I think about over and over again what I'm going to say to people who I feel have wronged me. I'm learning to channel, to channel my emotions like Mr. Miyagi. Hey, Danielson, emotions and heart and mind. All right. Um, what else can I tell you? I feel like when I have a guest on this show that there's a total of three people in the room. I feel like there's me, my imaginary person, imaginary characters who I talk to, whatever, and then the guest. Like the guest is a third person. That's what it's become. I spend so much time alone in this podcast, I feel like there's two people all the time. Like I'm having a conversation with somebody else. It's gotten to that point where I kind of just enjoy. I mean, look, I wish people would come on. Whatever. I don't care anymore. You know, I go back and forth between getting angry that nobody, listenership's not going up to, kind of wishing it would stay the same, you know? But that's part of my journey, my internal conflicts. This is portraying the real me, the real me who I am, with all all my conflicts and flaws. Anyway, the next film we're going to do, well, not all tragic, not everybody dies in the these movies. Let's do a movie where somebody doesn't die. But somebody does experience... we got to find the movie, too. I'm sure they have it. Someone experiences a tragic situation. A great actor. John Ritter. I believe this movie came out in 1978. The name of the movie is called Leave Yesterday Behind. John Ritter plays a, uh, <coughs> a horse jockey. Or he loves horses. I know that. And what, he has an accident. He falls off the horse. And he's limping. He limps his way back to uh, the stable, whatever. And then he finds out it's more than just a, a fall off the horse and a limp. You know, he injured his spinal cord. Becomes a paraplegic. Paralyzed from the waist down in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. And he, fall, he falls in love with a woman and just talks about how leave yesterday behind. Move on. We need to learn to live with your life as a paralyzed person, an individual with a disability. And I always liked John Ritter because John Ritter reminded me of Robin Williams. Why? Why do you, two different people, right? I'll tell you why. Because they both were comical actors. They could do comedy, both of them. But they also had another side to them, John Ritter and Robin Williams. They both had a very, very sensitive, insightful, deep, real side to them. This is a real appearing, even though you could tell they suffered, they had their issues. I know Robin did. And I imagine John Ritter had his complex too. You know, we lost him at age 54 to a heart attack. I don't know what was going on in his life. But he had the ability. He had ability. You know, I remember him in a Sling Blade. He plays a gay guy who's a, a friend of. He was a, like respectful to Carl. Carl played by Billy Bob Thornton. You know, a lot of people treated Carl like shit because he was, uh, you know, mentally disabled. Anyway, um, leave yesterday behind. Let's play the trailer to that, and then I think we got one other movie. After that, and then I'm kind of out of gas, guys, Unless, and I'm afraid to look at the news. We'll try the news, but, you know, they're going to keep talking about pancreatic cancer and people getting crushed and people getting blown up. I don't know. Maybe I'll try Yahoo News. You know, Microsoft News is no good. Leave yesterday behind. John Ritter. Not the Carpenters, no. We want John Ritter's movie, the trailer. John, 1978. There we go. That's it. I know. That's got to be it. Here we go. Leave yesterday behind. ABC TV movie. Uh, we want the whole. We want the trailer. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Damn, Carrie Fisher. Let's get the trailer. 
Damn, Cassie. Oh, that's another great law. A big loss. Carrie Fisher. Very talented. Very sad, honest, poignant person. Well, you don't get the trailer. You just get the movie. I want, I want the trailer. Come on. What the hell? All right. You know what? I'm gonna play the beginning of the movie, or try to get something out of. Maybe they'll have a trailer beginning. I'm gonna take my chance. All right, folks. All right. point where's the punchline please support this channel at patreon due to its tv and movie related content i am not able to monetize the channel due to youtube policies you can help support this channel at the link below. and now our feature presentation retro tv They got him in this gurney thing. When you up, when you earned your spot, they put your spine. They they stabilize. They put this rod in you, and you're on this metal rack for months to prevent further damage. This is the beginning. He's still dancing around, having fun. I was hoping to get the trailer. Oh, look, I, I was really hoping to get you guys a trailer. I couldn't get you the trailer, so we'll have to move on to the next movie. I'm sorry, but at least you know about the movie right now. I think I gave you a pretty uh, good description, all right? Uh, the next movie, and we're going to play a song from this uh, movie, too. I think it's not, not Touch of Day, Touch of Grey. It's a Grateful Dead song. I just can't think of the name. If I had a dum, dun 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 Oh, come back to me. Maybe they'll have the credits. This movie came out in 1986 as well. It was called Mask. I think I mentioned it before. Not the mask with Jim Carrey. No, the original mask with Eric Stoltz. The true story of Rocky Dennis starring Cher, Sam Elliott, a few other good actors. All about the true story of Rocky Dennis who, like the Elephant Man, had this condition in his skull, which was making his head become like the Elephant Man with these huge tumors. And he faced terrible discrimination and terrible pain. And he lived with his single mother in a trailer park. And she was a biker, and all her, her boyfriend is a biker. And, and, and the biker family became, the bikers became like his family, and they loved him, and they protected him, and they nurtured him. And he had this map on the wall with all these thumbtacks of places that he wanted to visit. And I guess I have, I copy him. I have a map on my wall of all these places that I want to visit. Money or no money. This is my dream. But anyway, Mask, the movie starring Eric Stoltz. We're going to play 
this, this trailer. And if I think of the, if I find the name of that Grateful Dead song, which um, you know, I'm gonna play that song too because it gives the feeling. No, we don't want the full movie. We want the uh, the trailer. It was 1985. I think I saw it in HBO. Um, I saw it in HBO in 1986. You know, Cher. She was looking pretty good back then. She still looks pretty good now. I mean, she won't. The black leather. Oh, let's not talk about it. All right. Uh, trailer. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mass. 1985. Tra- oh, Laura Dern was in it. You know Laura Dern? Bruce Dern's daughter? Here we go. She plays a blind girl. She falls in love with him, but her father doesn't want her to be with him. Try to find that Grateful Dead song. Otherwise, I, I thought of another movie. When they said Lion, I thought of another movie. Uh, another tragic movie. But you know what? What the hell? They're beautiful stories, too, because they're people finding love. Okay, even in tragedy, sometimes as long as you find love, while you're, it's always about what you do while you're here on this earth. Grateful Dead from a uh, song from Mask 19. Because it adds to the flavor of the movie. That's why you have to hear this. You don't have to. Ripple! That's it, Ripple! You guys know Ripple? Actually, they show the scene here. Mask, Rusty remembers Rocky. Rusty was his mother. Cher played Rusty. They're at the, they're at the funeral, the cemetery. Sam Elliott, who plays Gar. And um, Cher, who plays Rusty. And the dog... They're going to lay flowers on Rocky's grave, and they're going to play Ripple. So let's do it, folks. We're terrible detectives, aren't we, Addison? Why do you say that? Moonlighting is finally streaming. You're looking great, kid. For the first time ever. I'm going to be under your skin for a long time, Buster, and you know it. Good. Good. Moonlighting. All seasons now streaming on Hulu.
things are good. Ice cream and cake, a ride on a Harley, seeing monkeys in the trees, the rain on my tongue, and the sun shining on my face. These things are a drag. Dust in my hair, holes in my shoes, no money in my pocket, and the sun shining on my face. Cher is standing this memorizing her son at the cemetery, you know, just feeling his memories. That's it. All right, you know what? We're going to do one more movie, folks. Okay. Uh, this movie starred uh, Christian Slater and Marissa Tomei and Rosie Perez. It was called Lion Heart. And <coughs> Christian Slater plays this guy named Adam. <coughs> and he's a, I think he's a, a dishwasher in a restaurant where Marissa Tomei and um, Rosie Perez are waitresses. And slowly, but I mean, he seems kind of weird, kind of, you know, he's kind of different. He has long hair. I know this, I guess they, they go out so they meet because of a, whatever, maybe Marissa per Tomei goes out for a cigarette break or, or Christian Slater's coming out, you know, outside of empty the garbage in a dumpster in his white apron, whatever. They strike up a friendship and a romance. And, but before the romance goes on, uh, you know, Marissa Tomei and Rosie Perez are having a little, you know, girl talk. You know, Marissa Tomei's like, I, I think I like Adam. You know, what do you think about him? And Rosie Perez says to Marissa Tomei, I'd fuck him. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Rosie Perez, she's still looking pretty good today. She might even, might even be Brooklyn, but I don't have a shot with her. Marissa Tomei, she's looking pretty good today, too. But that's besides the point. You know, these are my icons who I looked up. But, you know, they're way up there. They're way up in the totem pole in the sky. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? I wanted to talk about Taylor Swift. God bless her. God bless the girl and all her work. I heard that like a year, not a year ago, years ago she was like performing in North Carolina and it was a small turnout. Nobody knew her or she was. You know, I, I have nothing against her. Nothing against her at all. You know what I have a problem with? All the people who follow her. All the people who go see her. Because they're just going to see her because everybody else is going to see her. Because when she was trying to make it, when she was strolling, nobody knew her. And I would have that problem too, being a big shot. Because all these people coming to see you, they're only coming to see you because everybody else is coming. They're all being copycats. That's my problem, you know, that being big. You know, not wanting to say fuck you to all these people coming at you, people who don't even want to get, like, pay attention, and now all of a sudden they want to know you because you're the thing to do, you know? So I'm not going to trash talk Taylor Swift, you know? I give the girl credit. She broke her ass. She worked hard. I, I'm pissed off all the people who follow her only because they're doing because everybody else is doing it. Stop being a copycat. Stop being a Twin City kitty. All right. Next one we're going to do is uh, uh, Lionheart. I told you Lionheart. And I think we're going to call quits, folks. We did 31 minutes. Unless I think of something else. Uh, oh, the real Rusty Dennis. Rocky Dennis. I was Dennis. Rusty Dennis on People Are Talking in 1985. I saw that array. You should check it out. You should look into this stuff. The Rocky Dennis story. And we're going to do The Elephant Man one day, too, with John Hurt and Anthony Hopkins in 1979. But that's another uh, thing. We're just going to do, we're going to do Lion's Heart, and I'm going to call it quits for now. For now, for now. Okay. Lion's Heart trailer. Let's see if I can, it's the one I want. Well, Christian Slater, I want. 1990. Is that it? Not John Claude. No, what the hell, John Claude? Lionheart trailer. Um, Mar 
Christian Slade. I'm gonna try that. Maybe that may I'll get hit, or maybe I have the wrong name to it. I thought it was wrong. Lionheart. It's uh, see, I'm losing it, man. When you can't find a movie that you knew, then you know you're losing. When you when you're thinking of a movie, and you can't find it, and it's not cut. What the hell is this shit? Come on, where is it? What happened? Uh, Lionheart is is a no. It's not martial arts. Let's try another hit. Let's try. Yeah, I'm teaching how to look shit up, folks. Marissa. Yeah, let's try this way. Marissa. Tomai. Rosie. Perez. Christian. I'm just going to type Christian and see what happens. These are key words. Oh, untamed heart. I knew I had it. Untamed. Oh, God, she's beautiful, Marissa Tomai. Oh, let's get the trailer here. Where is it? Which one do you want? Untamed Heart official trailer. This is for uh, Anytime Mailbox. If you need it. I post this. Well, they're all good. I suggest you get it if you have a business you don't want people knowing where you live, you know. Or if you're a ham radio operator, you're talking to people all around the world. Here we go. The following preview has been approved for all... all uh, funny, the lion. <laughs> Why wouldn't he want to see her? Why does this happen? Our boyfriend's breaking up. Caroline, I miss you. I want you back. I think it's very weird. It's a bad though. He's kind of cute. Oh, look at that face, Rosie. They're both good. I don't want to suggest what I'd like to do with. Just wanted to make sure you were safe. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I Scars over his chest from all the heart surgeries. I wonder if she has any kids, Marissa Tomai. Curious. Those are two women, uh, Marissa Tomai and Mia Servino. They're both women who age very nicely. All right, very good. Okay, uh, so we pretty much covered everything. I'm mean, now I got, got me thinking. I wanted to do a little romance with Christian Slater and uh, Christina Arquette, but let's call quits now. You know, I kind of did enough for you, enough with you guys. My throat. I got to protect my throat. Rested. 
I don't have my trumpet. I can't play taps, but you heard taps yesterday. I don't want to tap you out. You know what I'm saying, folks? So it, it's uh, 1.59 p.m. on uh, November 2nd, 2023. I might be back uh, later. Who knows? You know, might have an interview in the works. Got a comedian uh, co- comedian who might be interested in coming on the show. Let's see. It'll be nice to have this um, this person on the show today or tomorrow, but I got to check my messages to see um, if we can make it happen. I got to do my research and Find out all about the person so we can um, present them in the most positive light and let you get to know them so you can follow that person as well. Because this is where you find out about the artists, right here, folks. You know, musicians, comedians, writers, actors, you can hear them here. Find out what they're all about and find out where you can see them next. That's what we do in free public radio. Thanks for tuning in, folks, at 37 Minutes. We'll see you soon. Last word.